from, let me tell you something, people from, and there's no disrespect to people mm-hmm. in the South because right. I got family down there. Yes. But people from Georgia bite on our style. They they do. They will, ne- they will never admit it, but they do. They do. And then Baltimore is like a whole nother thing within itself because with DC culture, we wear new, we wear a new balance. They're like nine, nine, uh, nine, nine twos or nine, nine ones. People from Baltimore will swear up and down that they started it. They did not. It came from DC. Welcome to the weekly show about art politics, and pop culture from a phenomenally female perspective. I'm Sarah. I'm Shantae. I'm Eliane, and this is Unapologetically She. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically She, episode 24, season two, episode seven of season two. Like I said, if you have not listened to us, you're going to have to like start from the beginning with the two hour episode with Miss Denise, our um, activist and just all around mama. So, and auntie. So if you're just tuning in, you're going to have to catch up on how we do our segments. So anyway, how is everyone before I introduce our guest co-host? It's been a week. It's been a week. Same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I everybody, I think our listeners who are on Twitter will likely have seen the pictures that I put up of Dina with a bloody face, random bloody nose on the way home. Mm. freaked me out but here I am like my husband's driving the car I'm in the passenger seat I'm freaking out and then we're like I'm like turn around let's go to urgent care because it looks like it's getting worse and then we drive by a Mr. Sub and I'm like stop the car I have to go get napkins so I'm rushing out of the car hopping into Mr. Sub I grab napkins I come back out my husband pulls around to park in front of Mr. Sub and there's another red car behind him so I mistook that car for our car so I go to get in the back seat and I open the door and my daughter's not there and I'm like this is not my car so I close the door and I look and I'm like oh there's my car and I run I've got the napkins and some guy comes running out why are you in the back of my car and I look at him and I point at my car and I'm like same color of car it's an emergency my daughter has a bloody nose I don't care what's in your fucking car dude and I get in my car and like, like holding her nose and everything else. And then by the time we're like halfway to the urgent care room, her nose stopped bleeding, which inside, like logically, I knew that was likely to happen because nosebleeds happen. But, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you see your child with blood all over their face, your lizard brain kicks in and you just go, well, you're a mom first. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. But yeah, it was fine. It was fine. That was that was the big exciting thing of my week. What about you guys? Hmm. For me, the exciting thing for me, let's see. The exciting thing for me was like I met a new friend. 
this Yay. week. <laughs> yeah, we met for the first time <clears throat> yesterday. Things are going well. Good. Things are going well. He's in the military. Oh, he is. I love a yes. man in uniform. Okay. He is Kenyan. He has a beautiful smile. Girl, listen. Okay. They always say what about the much African guys? Listen. <laughs> okay. Yes. Beautiful smile. Such a gentleman. And he has an excellent sense of humor. Oh, see, so, that's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. That's important. And we're going to go out on a date again today. So I'm Fantastic. excited. I assume this is happening after the Cowboys game that you're going on the date. Um, for him, I might miss it. I what? might. I might. I mean, we're, we're playing the Lions. So, you know, that's a guaranteed W. I can catch it later. But he just, yeah, he's, he's hitting all the right marks. Well, wow. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yes. So I might have something back to report. Ooh, that would be awesome. We might we might have to have you back again just so we can hear mm-hmm. this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Miss Chante? Oh, it's it's been a week. Um, I officially start um at my job on Monday as a full-time permanent employee. So I am Yay. always nervous all the time. My mother just be like, why are you so nervous? Because I, I just want to do a good job. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. hard on myself. I'm a tourist. Like, we are, like, hard on ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. very hard on ourselves. So, like, everything has to be good. And we make a mistake. It's like we beat up ourselves. But I know when my boss comes to me with these mistakes, she's like, Shante, I just want to be sure that I'm making the right choice. And I'm just like, well, you are making the right choice. It's going to take me some time because a lot of things that, you know, I did not learn. You know, my mom always say, well, you know, like certain white people don't want to teach you certain things. I was like, mom, here we go. But, <laughs> it, you know, but some parts of it is true. But, you know, wait, like wait, I, your, your supervisor says that to you about hiring you. Wanting to make that, sure she made the right choice. She's, yeah. at the t- Yeah. Because like she gets panicky, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Interesting. I guess you know Shanti should have never took the job. No, you take I me mean, get the paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. That right there. That. But just pay pay attention. Get the paycheck, pay attention, and do your work. That that yeah. Mm-hmm. I concur. I concur. Mm-hmm. I, I've been in that situation before. Pay attention before anything else. Pay attention. Document everything. Yes. Oh, that's what I am doing. Trust. Because I'm also managing a move. Uh, yep. Trust. So they want they want to say something like that to you mm-hmm. for a job that you were hired for, on top of moving things in mm-hmm. addition to your regular duties. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Hmm. I've I've been in I've been in that situation before. Trust me. Learn from my mistakes. Document everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Like I'm the type of person, if we have a meeting, I will follow up with an email. I will purposely put something wrong in the email to make you read it and respond to it. Because people will love to be like, oh, I didn't get it. 
Yes, the hell you did because you responded to my email. Trust. Yes, and, and that's what I do. Because I also, because before this, I've been through a lot worse. I've been through bosses that verbally assaulted me, mm-hmm. almost put their hands on me. This was at an after school job. And this was like five years ago. Like they was, they even stepped to me after they fired me and told me, Approach me at a nail salon. That's why I had to switch my nail salons. What the? Wow. F- I will see though. Like I've had a boss that was verbally abusive to the point where I would get very anxious about meeting with her, mm-hmm. and it got so bad that I said, "You know what? I need some help." So I was friends with. Um, a program director her office was right next to the meeting room and then I also told the one black executive there I was like this woman is not being kind to me I was like she's tripping I was like she because you know how they love to use that trope oh you're being aggressive I'm like bitch how am I being aggressive if I'm agreeing with you so she said okay next time you meet with her don't close the door keep it open So I kept it open. I purposely sat by the door so that she could hear the conversation. Mm -hmm. These are the types of things that we have to do when working in a professional environment. It is fucked up. It is wrong. We should not have to do it. But in today's professional society, it's crazy. It is. Other than that, I do like my job. Right. So just, you know, stay focused on that. Remember why, you know, you're there. You're there for you. You're not there for them. Yeah, because it was a reason why I was chosen. So exactly. mm -hmm. And I and honestly, to tell you the truth, out of all the admins, I I realized why I was picked to quote make this move. So yeah. So because hmm. But other than that, I I don't really have bad. I stopped having like a lot of bad weeks. It's only I only had like one bad week. Ever since being on the job, just one bad week. And that was like the week that I missed the deadline for school. Mm. Yeah. And that was due to my sibling. Mm. Not giving me enough money. But other than that, I had a great week. Sorry, I was just, mute, I was just muting myself so I could ask my husband to make me some coffee. <laughs> oh, he's such a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just he just knows how to stay alive. Because <laughs> if I don't but have I, coffee, I'm brutal. <laughs> but I appreciate the advice calm. that you guys gave me. So thank you. And I always document my stuff and I will continue. Mm-hmm. I learned from my job five years ago where someone put their hands in my face to not to document every damn thing. Mm-hmm. 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 They literally right. harass me, text, they harass my family. So, wow. wow. I've been through a lot. So, like, this whole little people saying little stuff to me on like post jobs has been it for me. And I don't know why shit don't phase me. Maybe because I was almost verbally, I was almost not verbally, almost um, physically attacked. So, right. Yeah. I've been through a lot of shit, you know. Yeah. But let's introduce our co-host before we get into the burning um, questions. This is how you get personal. The co-host that was giving such excellent advice. <laughs> so our co-host, I'm going to go by her alias because y'all need to know her, her full name. Um, 
let's just say she's an all-around awesome person. She's very professional. And, you know, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, you'll be able to see her picture with the mask on. But if you're not on Twitter, she's a very informative person and also just a professional administrator. And she goes by her aliases, Zanrich. How you doing, dear? I am well. I am well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's amazing to be here. I I'm love your energy. <laughs> so yes. y'all ready for these burning questions? Hit it. So y'all know. Like, oh, she's got. We got to do our drink of the week. She's got to tell us our drink of the week. Oh yeah, oh. we got drink of the week. Uh, see how? Um, this is. Yeah, listen. This is early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> normally, normally we're recording at two thirty in the afternoon. Today we're recording at ten o'clock in the morning. So we're all kinds <laughs> of messed up and discombobulated. Yes. Okay. Our drink of the week is purple rain because i am a prince fan yeah yes i choose prince over michael jackson yes. do not fault me for that prince is a musician so here's the so here's the drink it's called purple rain you need one half parts vodka one part blue carousel one part cranberry juice one part pineapple juice and one part grenadine Mix it all together and you will enjoy the evening. You can serve it over ice and squeeze in a little bit of fresh lime juice. It's amazing. I Sip it I'm slowly. The, I think I'm the only one that might be sipping this drink. I was gonna yeah. try it. I was gonna I was gonna try it last night, but I was mm -hmm. alone. I was alone with my daughter, so I didn't want to drink something that could mm -hmm. potentially make me loopy while I didn't have any help at home. Mm -hmm. So smart. I'm going to, I'm going to have one this morning. Yes. I may not finish it, but I'm going to try it. Go for it. Who? Told you. Who? <laughs> That's good, mm -hmm. but damn. <laughs> I told you. <clears throat> yeah, I probably, <laughs> in more ways, more ways than one. <sighs> <laughs> Love that, man. Yes. Okay. Trust. What's your favorite Prince song? You know I cannot answer that. Okay. Give me three. I would say I still love Nothing Compares to You. And I do prefer okay. his version over Sinead O'Connor singing it. I do prefer Prince singing it. Okay. Um, I would probably say Purple Rain, of course. Of course. I mean, Purple Rain. My other, gosh, you're only giving me three. I would say, seven. Mm, okay. Mine are Purple Rain, 1999, and Raspberry Beret. <laughs> such good songs. Yes. What about you, Shante? Your favorite Prince songs? I actually like um, feel, I Feel For You. His version, I Feel For You. Mm -hmm. um, what is it? Kiss and there's another song. Um, what is it? Until the end of time. Oh, that one. Yeah. Not how come you don't call me, but the other one. 
uh, adore you. There we go. Okay. Okay. Because okay. yeah. I was just like, because I it's early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a title. Yeah. And oh yeah, diamonds are um diamonds, diamonds and pearls. And pearls. Oh, yes. God. Yes. 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 Oh, that album, that whole album, that song is so perfect. But that whole album, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I have filthy, filthy memories of that album. <laughs> <laughs> So would we need to discuss this after hours? <laughs> Probably yes. <laughs> Since I'm the only one drinking, I will uh, cheers to the rest of y'all. Yes. <laughs> I will have one more sip of this drink because I have to do pre-workout and uh, mm. exercise after this show. So we're going to see how that goes. Oh, I don't need to be finishing this drink because I don't need to be breaking my face. I don't need to, I don't work out until Wednesday. So that is, that is, cause I, cause thanks to Sarah, I caught my period two days earlier. Hey, I you caught my, up. I know they messed me up first. She and Ilya messed me up first. I was eight days early because of Ooh. them. And we were all in sync as of then. So then I started early and now, but you started it. You and Ilya. I just got off. So me like too. literally two days ago. Me too. <laughs> I'm free. So I'm on day four. So that's why it was extra panicky too. At work. So, you know, but I like my mom said, Shantae, you got this. There's a reason why you were chosen to get hired. Because I look at the other candidates. I'm just like, oh, this is the reason why. Yep. Mm -hmm. You are right where you're supposed to be. There you go. What what the old folks say in in church? Won't he do it? Huh? Won't he do it? You are yes, right where you were supposed to be. And right where I was supposed to be. And I will shock the shit out of everybody. It was just like, boom. Because the crazy part was like, oh, Shantae, you're great. It was like the other admin before me that was there for a long time. She was great, but she had anxiety and all her anxiety was. And this is the white people that was telling me this. And her anxiety was all over us. It was just crazy. I was just like, white people love to tell on people at work. It's They love to tell on each other at work. Listen. Mm. Mm. like they get paid for it like like they get extra money added to their paychecks they tell on each other and still each other's <laughs> position but yeah but now these burning questions see this is an alien thing see yep she started it but it's very popular so we keep okay. going with it burning questions okay so i'm starting off with my co-host denrich where is the question I have for you? Just burned my tongue on my coffee. <laughs> Out of the four seasons, what's your favorite and why? I'm going to put the and why. Okay. Winter is my favorite season because I hate to be, I hate to sweat. Um, well, outside. I hate to, <laughs> I hate to sweat. Um, I have allergies, so that takes out spring and fall. But winter is like my favorite time of the year because I was born in December. I shout out to the Capricorns. We are lit. Um, I love the snow. There's nothing like waking up early on a cold winter morning where the air is crisp. I don't know why. I feel so much more productive in the wintertime than I do during the summer. 
I knew so, you because yeah. I knew you were gonna pick the wizard because I knew your your birthday's December twenty eighth. So that's yep. how I knew. <laughs> like I was like mm-hmm. being biased, but I understand people don't like to sweat because in the summertime you have to take more showers. And then right. you smell the people that don't like to use deodorant. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. Not like the tourists not that for everybody. Here, they don't like to use no damn soap. And, and in DC, <laughs> they don't like to use no soap and no, no, what is it? No deodorant. You know this. This you is know nat- this. This is natural um, scent. No, it stinks. This is mm-hmm. natural deodorant is not for everybody. I only wear natural deodorant um November through March. You know, beyond that, I have to get the, the strong stuff. I know my body. Sarah. Yes, ma'am. What is the weirdest text you ever received recent? What is, no, not that one. I don't want to get that one to you. What's the first thing you do after getting home from a trip? Unpack. You don't take a shower? No, because I don't want to touch all my dirty, I don't want to touch all my dirty clothes after I'm clean. I unpack everything. I throw everything in the wash. I put everything away because I hate clutter. I hate it. I have to put everything away. Once I put everything away, then I'll get in the shower, wash everything off, and then I'll start laundry. I have to take my shower because like, you know, being on the bus with people, people stink. Or on a plane, people stink. So like, I have to take off my clothes and I, well, of course, wash your hands, take off my clothes and get in, I mean, get my, I already have like my stuff out, like my house clothes. Yes, I wear house clothes, people. I don't walk around my house naked. And then just get in the shower. There's nothing wrong with that. I wear house clothes too. Some people say, I sleep, you sleep with pajamas, I like pajamas. Hey, I mean, but hey, don't knock it till you try it. You get the best sleep, nude. But I always keep clothes by my bed just in case. Mm-hmm. And I always have like a bag ready just in case. Because it's so, always like something that I could easily throw on. Yeah. Like shorts or like sweatpants and a hoodie. Mm-hmm. And, a, and I always have like a coat nearby. Yep. I used to, all, that was to say, I used to always sleep in the nude. I would wander around my house in the nude. <laughs> Like when I was single and stuff, you know, then like, <laughs> and when, you know, when, you know, when my husband and I got together, I would do mm-hmm. the same thing, but then I had a baby and I'm just like, I can't do that anymore. I can't sleep naked anymore. I can't wander around my house naked anymore. Cause I got a little kid with eyeballs. And... <laughs> so I won't be sleeping naked again until she, you know, finally learns the whole, you can't come into mom's room whenever you want. Right. So now she'd I'm, probably just bust in there like she the police, like yeah, she owns the place. Like she owns the damn place. Yeah. <laughs> like you are her tenants. Yeah. No, no, pretty much. Like, <laughs> no one guy said, you don't sleep, nigga. I said, no. And even I'm with you after we do our thing, I will put mm-hmm. a t-shirt because like you're not gonna be sneak sneaking me without no glove. Especially <laughs> if I'm not serious about you. Yes. Because they will do that. They will do I hate that. Shit like mm-hmm. that. My ex used to do that, and I'm just like, "Why are you doing that?" If I'm not, if I'm not serious about you, you're not spending the night. Mm-mm. Shower and go, please. Thank yes. you. Don't even shower. Just get the fuck out. You can shower Damn. at home. Damn. You can shower at home. Get the fuck out. 
Okay, but does it matter about the quality? Like, if he really does a good job, can he shower, or is yes. it just like, yes. yeah? Okay, yes. okay, cool, 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 yes. cool, cool, cool. If he does a good job, then he can, <laughs> he can take a shower. <laughs> but he still can't spend the night, right? If he's, if you know, if he, if like, if like when I was in, like when I was in Korea and there was curfew, mm-hmm. and it was after a certain time, they couldn't be off base unless they were at a hotel right. or at a someone's house or whatever they couldn't go back on base they could get in trouble so they had to wait until curfew was over in that case you can sleep in my guest room right there's i've got two guest rooms pick one you're not sleeping in my bed <laughs> i fully respect that i do my bed is my personal space that is exactly my space anyway exactly. anyway let's get into this shot and chaser so for those of you who have are joining us for the first time, like Shantae said at the beginning of the episode, you need to go back and you need to listen. You need to listen to all the episodes. Start with Miss Denise, uh, Miss Denise Oliver Velez in our very first episode. Anyhow, yeah, two hours and eleven minutes. Yes, and it was fantastic. So, shot and chaser. So I sip my coffee. That's hot enough to burn my mouth. Oof. Okay. So every week we. Each pick a topic. We don't know what we're going to talk about. That's our shot. Each one of us has a shot that we give. And then after we talk about what we want to talk about, everyone else gives their input on it. That's our chaser. So to begin this week's shot and chaser, Shantae, what do you got? Okay, so I had a hard time, believe it or not, picking a shot and chaser because it's just been a busy week. But I was informed about um, Pete Buttigieg's former strategist staffer uh lise smith or lisa liz smith i guess that's her name so she quote tweeted somebody's original tweet and it was josh barrow he's a mess he said hobbs choice to refuse to debate in this race looks increasingly bizarre you don't yuck you don't duck debates if you're trailing how she's trailing by three points whatever. And so Liz Smith, keep in mind, she's supposed to be a dumb strategist. Along with Barnes and Wisconsin, Hobbs is one of the weaker dumb candidates of the cycle. Unfortunately, unfortunate given how scary Lake is. Okay, so I don't know why she's um, comparing Mandela Barnes to Katie Hobbs. They're running completely different races. Even though they have very different, I mean, very same, similar um, MAGA candidates. One is just a little bit more refined while the other is just fucking crazy. But this is how, and this is why I get mad. This is why I don't define myself in the ideological uh, fractions of the Democratic Party because of shit like this. Keep Mm -hmm. in mind, she worked for a quote unquote moderate, um, what is it, candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, they always say something about the white moderate, like the white centrist. It's just mm-hmm. a mess as the white progressives. I mean, mm-hmm. these people in the ideological logs are the reason why there's certain black people that don't like to define themselves in the ideological spectrum. Like me, I, I'm a pragmatist. I vote on based on doing my research on your record. So Liz Smith is, is stupid. You know, she 
this is why Pete don't fuck with her. This is why Pete did not even put her in the White House with him. Because I'm pretty sure there's other people from different campaigns working from other people. She's just out in the open because like she say stupid shit like this and her opinions, her opinions. No, bitch. Like you don't, you, no matter if you don't like Mandela Barnes, honestly, the right. you, you would rather have him over Ron, I mean, what is it? Ronald, um, Ronald Harold Johnson. Because the From reason the why, <laughs> yeah, the reason why is because, believe it or not, he's actually a good lieutenant governor in Wisconsin. And also, he'll probably vote the same way. So, ladies, chime in. At this yeah, point, she's definitely I think... Trash. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. Go for it. She's she's thank you for calling her out because that's the reason why a lot like you said a lot of black people do not buy into those different um labels like I don't consider my, like I agree with the like we should have universal health care you know nobody should lose their housing because they get sick we should have a equitable education system that's but I don't buy into you know, the progressive labels, because it's like, when you look at progressive politics, like, you know, the squad or Bernie, it's like a lot of their politics are just, you know, performative or they're anti-Black. And so that's why I, that's why, you know, I agree with you hundred percent when you said there are Black people that don't follow these labels with the ideologies that they have, because you can't trust the people that are in the system. You can't trust that they'll have your back. Because a lot of people do things out of convenience, but that's another conversation. And I, I'm in line with what Andrew just saying. Mm-hmm. Leave it to a freaking white woman who's supposed to be a strategist coming out and shitting all over a candidate when we are in an exis- existential crisis in this country, basically. We're on the precipice here. Mm-hmm. Of losing democracy and leave it to a damn white woman to come out and start trashing on the party that we need to win to protect ourselves. So if anybody's running for president, don't hire her. Nope. Mm-mm. 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 Leave her nope. thirsty. She deserves it. Leave her in the desert. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Who you got, Dandridge? Okay, so my topic this week is it's kind of like a two-fold thing it's the dallas cowboys and the cooper rush dak Dak prescott controversy because if you're not like into football um just okay just let me back it up for a second like there are a total of like 32 teams um amongst those 32 themes only three of them have black head coaches which is a problem because the majority of the league is is played by run by black people so when you have a majority of league let's say like i don't know the statistics offhand but let's say more than 85 percent of the league is black Mm -hmm. that plays on the field but only three of them are coaches and there are no black owners and when we talk about black quarterbacks the there's a double standard the um there they are not given the same graces as other quarterbacks. Like, let's look at Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. Dak Prescott is not the GOAT. He's not, you know, Tom Brady, 
but he's better than most. But he injured his hand during the first game. And so there was like, okay, when is Dak coming back? Is he good enough? This It's like the same level of heat that is given to black quarterbacks is never given to white quarterbacks. Like Tom Brady could, you know, throw a, you know, a fucking iPad and nobody says anything. The Russell Wilson, you know, has a, you know, raises his voice and it's, oh, he's aggressive. He doesn't know his place. Oh no, Kyler Murray. I'm sorry. I had the wrong quarterback. Kyler Murray, you know, goes off a little bit. And they're like, oh, he's out of pocket. How can he do that? But meanwhile, Tom Brady can curse out his damn whole team, you know, to fuck up iPads and nobody says anything. And so my thing is, is like, why is it that we have, you know, this league that is dominated by black players, but where's the reputation? Where's the, sorry, where's the representation in the front office? Where's the representation in the owner's box? Where's the representation in the coaching? Like, how can we change this? And how can we change the narrative of the black quarterback. Like, why are they always held to a higher standard than their mediocre white counterparts? It's not fair. What are your thoughts? You want to go first, Shante? Oh, you, you want to go first or I go first? You can go first. My father would say football is racist. This is why I don't watch football. And, and, and all the entirety people gets mad when I say I don't watch certain sports because of that shit that's the same reason why I don't really fuck with watching baseball because of that shit because it's too many white men at the top you know trying to make decisions but mm-hmm. when they do some stupid shit you know or say some racist shit they was like well you know I didn't mean that no mm-hmm. you did mean that it's it you did mean that and just be real with it you just Listen, at the end of the day, a lot of white guys are not really going into sports like that anymore. You don't mm-hmm. see a swath of them. And black men are going to it. And not just because to feed their family, it's because they enjoy the, the sport. Right. They enjoy it. So when you see all these white guys, you know, being at the top and being the owner and everything, and you want to do what I say and then do some racist shit, it's just like, that's why I don't watch certain sports. I respect oh. it. It's I'm I'm the same way. I've I've stopped watching a lot of sports for the same reason. I mean, mm-hmm. I was diehard San Francisco 49ers fan, San Francisco Giants fan. I mean, I still watch games on occasion with mm-hmm. uh, baseball, but NFL. Honestly, I haven't watched more than maybe three games since the whole Ray Rice incident. Mm, yes, I haven't. You know, and it's like, and they they came down on Ray Rice, right? Mm-hmm. Rightly because so. of the video, because, because of, of the, the video. video, because but before of the, video, the video, he was going to skate. He was, he was. And the fact of the matter is, you know, we're talking about black players versus white players. How many mm-hmm. white players have done the same damn thing that Ray Rice did and got Girl, a slap on the wrist? Preach. Slap on the wrist. That was it. Ben Roethlisberger. Girl, I was just about to say that. Come on. You know, I it's was like they're just about to say that. The racism that permeates professional sports is in so many different fucking facets. I mean, front mm-hmm. office, ownership, mm-hmm. coaches, the treatment of the players on any given thing, whether mm-hmm. it's injuries or whether it's off-field conduct or anything else. It's like the disparities are freaking unreal. And honestly, it's like I have I have a hard time watching watching any of it anymore. Just because it's yeah. just like, 
I love football. I love mm-hmm. baseball. I do. I love sports, but it's so hard for me to watch any of them anymore, but just because it's so fucking problematic everywhere, yeah. you know? And it's just like, I'm torn though, because it's like, I want, I want these players to get paid. I want them right. making their money. Right. But I don't want to be supporting their organization that's racist. Right. And problematic. So it's like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, I yes. want my players to make their money. <laughs> right. Because they have, you know, they, you know, it's a skill. They're they're honing their craft. They really put their bodies on the line. So, uh, yeah, of course. But for me, it's like, I watch it because it's like a family bonding thing. Because mm. it's something that, like, my family, we do a pool sheet every week so like the thing is we pick who we think is going to win the game and then the tiebreaker is the total points of the monday night game and so that's something that we do every week and we text each other and it's like my mom and my siblings so that's why i watch football you know it's like a little bonding thing but yeah you're right like we talked about this during undergrad how um the NFL is basically another form of slavery almost because you have these white owners, owners of the team that are basically dominated by black players. More often than not, these black players usually come from low income areas. And they, you know, they, they're, they're, you know, playing football is an outlet it's a way for them to get out of a bad situation in most cases of course not all cases in some cases we do have you know the standard like a russell wilson that did not come from Mm -hmm. a low-income area but yeah like he, he drew up the parallels like um the what is it the nfl combine and how the nfl combine is basically a slave auction but on a smaller scale I mean, think about it. They really like have them put on these tight clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're measuring their jaw. They're measuring their necks. They're measuring, you know, their thighs. You know, they want to see, you know, how hard this person can work for me. Hmm. I was like, yeah. Well, shit, that just blew my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That was heavy. Okay. I, I don't even know how to segue into my topic. Wow. Actually, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Speaking of slavery. Yes. Slavery is literally on the ballot. In Come Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It is literally on the ballot in Louisiana. There are caveats to it. It was written by a Democrat. It was written specifically for criminal justice reform for not, you know, for not having prisoners give forced labor. There's ambiguity in the language of the bill that was passed by the state legislature. And now it's on the ballot as a constitutional amendment. And the way that they've written the choices on it makes it sound like you're voting for slavery either way. But what the bill What's actually happened is this, the way that the bill was actually written was it was too ambiguous and it could be it could result in a judge sentencing someone to slavery if they're convicted. So the original author of the bill, a Democrat, has asked people not to vote for the amendment, to not vote for this 
thing because he wants to come back next session and rewrite the bill in clearer language. So yeah, slavery, slavery, literally on the ballot in 20 fucking 22. And people want to talk about fucking inflation. Are you fucking kidding me, people? You're worried about the fucking price of milk and gas when slavery is on the fucking ballot. Voting rights. Voting rights are on reproductive the rights. Reproductive freedoms, civil equal protections, rights. civil rights. You've got all of these fucking issues and Republicans want to take away your social security, mm-hmm. your Medicare, your health care. They want to make the Trump tax cuts permanent. They want to do all this stuff. They have no plan to fight inflation, but boy, do they want to take every single safety net that you have away from you. And you're worried about the Democrats not talking about inflation. Fuck off. Fuck and, off. And can I, and tag me in. Because damage, you know, we all been saying this and, you know, and people get mad. Some people unfollow me. Some mm-hmm. people just like, you know, you're a race baiter. Listen, I got all kinds of messages. There are a lot of white people in this country, mm-hmm. majority, mm-hmm. that continuously keep voting for the fucking ops. There is a graphic yes. that I shared mm-hmm. from 1972. And on, white women have not voted overwhelmingly for Democrats. Nope. The most, the majority, the most they voted for Democrats was like at 49%. Mm-hmm. Black people have been voting for Democrats in high numbers post, I think, mostly kind of like since, mm-hmm. you know, since we got the freedom to vote in mm-hmm. 1965. So Northern Democrats and Southern Republicans did that. Mm-hmm. Northern mm-hmm. Republicans was a hot ass mess. Yes. So, you know, my thing is like since then, and now like the Democratic Party is actually doing something. And I'm glad Jamie Harrison was on the cross connection yesterday. Yes. Yes. And he did a phenomenal job. He explained, like how Simone explained it, what his job function is. If you're mad that the candidate is not getting enough funds, you talk to your state. Democratic Party chair. That part. Sarah and I, we always come after our state party chair because we know he's a sack of shit. <laughs> and mm-hmm. what I am mad... Y'all is, stay on his neck. Because he, he, he <laughs> fucked his whole primary up. He did. Man, he did. He did. He did. You know? and, now we, and now we have a candidate. We have a Democratic candidate who's actually you know, being elected as governor for the first time and had a 20 plus margin, 20 plus lead in the margins and now mm-hmm. what like what the fuck dude and we could have like, had a freaking nominee in tish jakes we could have yes. had a nominee thank in tish you jakes. thank you come and, you through damn rich do you know how people came after me sarah know how people came after me people came. i saw that shit it was some bullshit and yeah, and and some of them like, well, Shantae, you know, she could she got elected. First of all, she did not promise to lock Trump up. Her job function can't lock Trump up exactly because as an as an executive law, she would have to get it from the governor. You thought that these two governors at the time, Andrew Cuomo, going no, come on now, and you know, and everybody came after Alvin Bragg, and okay, rightfully so. But guess mm-hmm. what? Alvin Bragg got Steve Bannon to go, you know. Of get indicted. What did mm-hmm. Cy Vance do? Cy Vance was in there for a decade. 
Mm. And Donald Trump was committing crimes then. Mm-hmm. For previous DAs, and they didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. This DA actually, like, followed... Talk about it. And worked with the AG, and is working with the U.S. attorney. Because the U.S. attorney is on it, too. Talk so, about like, it. That's why I'm just like, y'all know, y'all, y'all talking all this shit. Like, we stay on our party chair's neck all the time. You I got to. So that's why, like, the only party chair that's actually doing something is on the federal level it's jamie harrison thank you going to rural communities because the democratic state parties in this country i'm gonna keep it real they ain't doing their fucking job they not Mm -hmm. they not like Mm -hmm. one of my coworkers and i we were just having this conversation about how dems failed to outreach in rural in rural areas they i don't know why but it's like we don't we don't really hit messaging like we should like rural areas matter Because I worked in, um, when I was on the house side, I worked in an office where broadband was an issue, where we would, I, because I, um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a scheduler. So it was my job to like, basically schedule shit. So I had to make sure we scheduled calls that my member had to take when we weren't in a dead area. A dead area being like, she had no cell reception. So you weren't getting any calls in or out. You could forget about trying to do a Zoom. That was dead. These are things that matter to these kids. Like um, we had a high school, like the broadband was so bad. We had a high school in the area. The kids had to go to the high school at night and sit in the parking lot to do their homework. Oh my God. That's how Brad, that's how bad broadband is. These are things that matter to rural areas. You know, access to clean water, um, access to medical care. In rural areas, mm-hmm. hospitals are few and far in between. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we also have access to food that is also an issue. Access to healthy food. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like and there I, are some and, areas where you don't have that. Right. And bringing it back because bringing it back around because we got to wrap it up. But all of those things mm-hmm. that these are important to rural areas are things that Republicans want to get rid of. So if somebody, if somebody wants to say that their vote, that they are thinking about voting for Republicans, and I'm talking about swing voters, independent voters, because we know Republican voters are going to Republican. Right. That's it. But for anyone, just a minute, please. For anyone that's still on the fence, who's considering voting for Republicans, if you're worried about all of those things, then you're not voting for Republicans about those things. Don't lie. You are voting because you are a white supremacist. Period. You are voting for white supremacist ideals because those things that you are concerned about is exactly the Democrats' plan. That is what they're working on to bring that economic security to Americans, including rural Americans. And Breach. Joe Biden's record is easily found on Google if you have access to the internet. If you don't, you call someone and you ask them to look it up for you, whatever you need to do. Okay, we, we can take it, is, it old school. It is out Newspapers. there. It is out there. So if you're sitting there saying that you're thinking of voting for a Republican because of economic insecurity, you're fucking lying. And that goes with the high tips too. Oh, oh, they, they make me itch. They do. <laughs> they, they make me itch. Like I have nothing for Killer Mike. I don't. I'm like, sir, go to hell, please. Michael because you're playing Santiago, both sides of the fence. Michael Santiago, Santiago Render is a piece of shit. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and speaking of, I believe he has been a nominee for our bitch ass of the week before. So why don't we go right into that? 
Okay, let me pull up these uh, results right here because, you know, for those who are tuning in for the first time, we always have a nominee for Bitch Ass of the Week, basically always doing some bitch ass shit all the time. Like, how did he say? It always absurd bitch assness because that's just, you know, what they do. Bitch ass all- energy. In that bitch ass <laughs> energy, which is the- yeah, because that's that's what bitch ass is. Yes. And then you have your badasses of the week. Your badass of the week is like who has been on top of the game, who has been doing the damn thing. And so let's get into last week's nominees. So I last week's nominees were Tulsi Gabbard, Tulsi <laughs> Republican Gabbard. She deserved it. Bernard, <laughs> Bernard Sanders of South Brooklyn. Now the junior senator from Vermont, from Vermont, and Lee Michael Zeldin from Trash Island, and not Staten Island, but Long Island. No disrespect to the Long Islanders. So, with a whopping sixty-three percent, it goes to Tulsi Gabbard of Russian Plant Holoha, Hawaii. Tulsad Gabbard of Moscow. Yes, there you go. <laughs> we gonna keep it a buck, okay? Okay. She has been a Russian op. Ain't no allegedly. That is that has been like proven. She owes Hillary and she owes Hillary an apology. Yeah, and how many times does Hillary have to tell y'all? Okay, the girl has yet to be wrong. Okay, that is one thing that I've learned throughout this entire process. Hillary told y'all. Hillary told y'all, and Madam Vice President told y'all. Okay, she did. I remember when she was up mm-hmm. there with that that um, gray suit and the the what is it like the burgundy blouse and she ran her ass for filth. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I, I shared that video <laughs> and I said even Joy <laughs> Reid even said her ass is a Russian op. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh yeah, and I can tell y'all from experience behind closed doors on the hill, she was definitely a, a weirdo. Definitely, like for some reason she had a. Um, she would um, fire her staff and have to hire more people. She, the woman was just weird. Wasn't she was she like raised in a cult. Yes, she was. Okay. That did conversion therapy. Yeah, conversion therapy, conversion abuse. But she right. was a she was a progressive. Mm-hmm. How? But you know who been real quiet about this? Bernard and all of his crew. Like mm-hmm. no. Wasn't mm-hmm. she some like great progressive hope like two weeks ago? Explain this, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this is your homie. Regine changed wars. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how wow. she sounds. That's how she wow. sounds. Oh my God. It's oh my God. Now, <laughs> last week's nominees for badass of the week. I was just gonna say <laughs> last week nominees for badass of the week. Of course, he had senators, somebody senators, booze and babes. Um, John Ossoff <laughs> and Senator Raphael, Reverend Raphael Warnock, yes. of Georgia. Se- Senator Reverend Hotstuff. Y'all got to see them in person. He's really cute, though, Reverend Warnock. Listen, they are. Y'all, y'all got to see them in and person. And he can preach. Yes, he can. Because, like, I remember I, yeah. I was running for votes. No, I had to take something to the clerk room, and he was running for votes. Girl, he got on the elevator with labored breaths. Wearing a suit in that fresh ball head. Mm, my God. I was like, Lord, I have seen what you have done for others. Come through. That man, mm, fine. 
John also too. Oh, fine. And he is such a gentleman because I was walking in the cloakroom and I accidentally cut him off. He said, "I'm sorry, ma'am." Mm. Child. And, and I like his voice. He was like, "I'm sorry, ma'am." Yes. I want to. I want to thank y'all. I want to thank y'all so much. He's like, "That's so cute." He's like, I yes. said, Ooh. That southern drone. See, I would have, I, I would have been a puddle on the floor. I would have been like, oh. I see why both now, Condi and uh, Mister Too Raw Too Real, and <laughs> he had his picture next to John also with the wig. Yo, I was crying. Okay, I was crying. I was like, yo, somebody needs to take his phone. Yo, <laughs> they need to take his phone. They need to take his phone for as many reasons with the John, yes. with the John Fetterman thing, with the Shrek, with the yo, yo. oh man, oh and my with God. the grimness. Yeah. No, the one that took me out that literally had me wheezing on the floor was the video that he took of him sitting on the Capitol steps asking for some Oreos. I was like, <laughs> sir. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. Sorry, sorry, okay? Sarah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. You okay? Try not to spit my coffee. My no, the one that had me cracking up, besides the one with the Van Jones song, <laughs> was um was the one with um with Tulsi Gabbard when he spoke over her voice. He said, "Hi." He said, "You know, I am a Russian." <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh my no. God. Even though sometimes people may think like this video was too much. But like there are truths to it, but there yes. are there are the my favorite ones is the Van Jones song. That song was oh my god, classic. Oh my god. Who who were the rest of our nominees <laughs> for last week for badass? Okay, so we have the um jury for the Alex Jones um case, which you know that ass is about to be broke for the mm-hmm. rest of his life. As he living, should living in his car. If that car is repossessed, he'll be living on the side of the road with a sign. As he should. Out. Help they repossess his literal trash, box. literal trash. And then, of course, you have the uncle of the um, House of Representatives, the one and only chairman of the One Six Committee, Representative Benny Gordon Thomas. Yes, America's uncle. Yes, I like his. I like his voice too because he sounds like yes. a He sounds like a deacon right. and a trustee all at the same time. I'm like, I'll take your ties and your offering. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you write it on the envelope and it says if you're going to get to the children <laughs> fund, make sure it says the education the fund. fund. <laughs> education fund. You know, let's praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> yes. That's how he sounds. Mm-hmm. Sound like the guys that my mom grew up around. So with a whopping 44%, we have Condies, Senators, Booze, um, yes. and Babes, John Ossoff, and Reverend Warnock. It was close too. I think um, Benny Thompson was just behind with like thirty nine percent. He's oh, there, that's close. Shit. He, he is. is. Yes. He is. He is. I love that's him. Why I was praising him first, and I'm just like, "Fuck Liz Cheney." He was like, "But what about Liz Cheney?" I was like, "This is what not about her." We're not going to give her credit for doing the bare minimum. I'm sorry, no. because through it all, no, for real, I'm, I'm about to go there because through it all, she was with the shits. She was with the shits until Trump took it too far that's when she finally said i have enough so that's why i'm like low-key girl to fuck you because through it all you was with it until he took it too far when he was calling you know um black countries shitholes you were with the shits when he called africa a shithole you was with the shits we had children locked up in cages 
separating them from their parents, you know, shipping them off to God knows where, probably sex trafficking them, you know, probably doing some weird ass adoption shit. She was with the shits. Mm-hmm. That's until he took it too fucking far. So wait a minute. So you was with the shits until this motherfucker galvanized people to overthrow our government. That that's that that was your line. I mean, mm-hmm. thank thank you for having a line. But girl, no, for real, go to, go and to hell. I think that line. I think that line is fake. Anyway, she still it wants is. it. She it wants. Is. She wants what they were trying to achieve. Oh yeah. She just didn't want it by that by those means. She there wants to go. legislate that shit. Right. She wants the same outcome. She just wants a different right. way of doing it. Exactly. And guess what? Now she's unemployed. And who's to say she might run for president? Don't be shocked. And them fucking oh, she's definitely gonna Susans run. and them Karens and those Jacquelines vote for her. Mm-hmm. She, she's definitely gonna run. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, she, she's a Cheney. She's she's a Richard Bruce's Cheney. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 just dry hair. Ugh. Oh. And a nasty, cheap ass suit. So anyway. So who is this week's? Now we got to start with these. This week's nominees were both bitch ass and badass. Let's start with bitch ass. My nominee is Sean Shane Hasselback. Is it Hasselback? The um, GA Libertarian candidate. Is it Hasselback or was it Hazel? Hazel, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> All I know is he got on my motherfucking nerves during the Georgia debate. Hmm. He was like a Tulsi Gabbard with a bald head, like a mm. Tulsi Gabbard and a Jill Stein, like a third party candidate, and a Larry, mm. and a Gary John and a Gary Johnson, all mm. in, in, in one. Like he was just saying, like he was trying to say the right things, but then trying to say this system is broken, this system is rigged. I said, oh, I see where the fuck you coming from, and you was trying to get in time, and the moderators done cut you off because you got on their motherfucking nerves. If you did not watch the debate, the debate is on YouTube. You know, this motherfucker was like a, an annoying mosquito. He was like mm. the, the, the annoying kid that always wanted to raise his hand for it to ask a question. Like our state like, party chair. Oh. Oh. That too. Because you that call him was, mosquito face all the time. So. Oh, he, he does. <laughs> if you see his face, he looks like a mosquito face. Anyway. <laughs> Back to the bitch ass nominees. But he is a bitch ass. Like, mm-hmm. it's like the bitch ass motherfucker like he is. So uh, the libertarian candidate, uh, gubernatorial candidate for Georgia is my nominee. His name is Shane. I think it starts with an H. I think if somebody can look it up and get the correct name, that would be great. But he got on my nerves. So he's the nominee. Um, so Dan Rich, who's your nominee? Herschel Walker. I mean, what else there is there to say? He is the bitch ass of the week because I'm like, sir, you are literally every single solitary stereotype that this country has had of black people, especially black men, since we walked, since they walked us up off them boats. And it's like, he's proud of it. And I'm like, why? You, you are like, he's like a Republican's wet dream. And so when I see these other black male Republicans, I'm like, y'all cool with this? It, it Explain this to me like I'm I, like, I am a five-year-old because how can you as a black man be, be comfortable with this? Because they're showing you 
on live television for the world to see that this is the type of black man that we find acceptable. Someone that we can control, someone that is not going to push back, someone that will do everything that we want them to do. And so it's like, it hurts. Cause I'm like, as a black woman, it hits differently, but then I'm like, you're allowing them to do this to you. But then I know white people are gonna see that shit and they're going to get comfortable and their comfort is going to cause them to do things. And I'm gonna have to check them in real time. So I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't do that shit over here. So I'm like, sir, like you're really a detriment. You need help. I mean, cause be clear. I'm thinking like some of this shit has to be CTA. Mm -hmm. Apparently he's been this way, but it's like, yo, you need help. <laughs> and I'm like, I only felt for his son for to a certain extent because I know what it's like to have a shitty father mm -hmm. and to have everybody else to be like, oh, your father's so great. Da -da 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 -da. I'm like, you know, you know Gregory the it was like, you know Sugar Bear the entertainer. You don't know Gregory the father. So on that part. I, I, you know, I, I sympathize with him just a little bit, but I was like, no, because you was low key trifling and shit. And you were just like your father upholding white supremacy. Yes, you were projecting, calling out, you know, um, you know, basically saying, you know, black fathers need to be in the home. Yes, that is a fact. But if he really knew his statistics, black fathers are in the home. Exactly. And, and they've been and in I the said, home. In some parts of me, I... Right, but then it's still like, fuck that little boy. Low it, it, it's like 5% of me feels, and then 95% was like, fuck you, you little roach. Let me <laughs> tell you something with your fucking botched up ass body. Not even botched up, like your, your struggling body, because that body's a struggle. Listen. Listen, so yeah, Herschel Walker is definitely the bitch ass of the week for obvious reasons. Just for being an abuser, number one for being a shitty ass parent, number two, a shitty ass citizen, a fucking con artist. Like, sir, how, like, how many times are you gonna put up that fake ass badge? The fuck? I have, um, I have a coin that I received from my a friend that was a fellow in the Air Force. I can't say I'm a fucking Air Force officer. I have some the of those hell? coins too. The, the, like, come on now. The challenge like, coins, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I, gotta, I gotta show you this. <laughs> Like, come on now. Like, sir, go to hell. And the double standard with Republicans, the double standard. And I'm like, that's how I call bullshit on that whole pro-life thing. I'm sorry. People are pro-life when it is convenient for them. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do have some people that are strictly religious. Yes. I'm not talking about y'all. No, I'm talking about the ones that go out there, hook up with a little sneaky link or step outside their marriage, get somebody pregnant. And then oh, it's like, oh, fuck that little baby. Because then one of the do one of the conservative commentators from like CNN, didn't he put like an abortion pill in somebody's drink? Y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all, y'all know who I'm talking about. The I little big head know. boy. Big head boy. You, you know who I'm talking Is it about. Jason Miller. Allegedly. That wouldn't shock. He he got he got fired from them. He put, he put a pill in her drink. On that note, Ooh, Sarah, who's your <laughs> who's your nominee? Because you know you you always have like a list, but then you have to narrow it down to one. I my nominee this week is simple. 
King Charles, King Chuckles, for scheduling his coronation on baby Archie's birthday. Because he's going to be a petty-ass bitch. Let's just mm-hmm. hope he makes it to his coronation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, that's it. That's it. Because you know how the royal family treats mm-hmm. Megan and okay. by extension Harry and their children. He did that shit on purpose. He did that oh, to be yeah. petty. Well, out of one side of his mouth saying, oh, I love Megan. Blue, 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 blue. And then he does this. So fuck King Chuckles. You know yes. what? And people like that, they said the Lord, the God don't like ugly. Don't. So we let's hope he makes it there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so run down our nominees. Our nominees is the Georgia Libertarian Gubernatorial Candidates, Herschel Walker, with the acne on the face and um, King Charles. Chuckles. Okay. And who are our nominees for badass? Okay, so you know Stacey Abrams, the lady that slays with her natural hair, besides dancing yesterday, even though some high techs had a problem with it, she did a phenomenal. That was so fun. I loved watching right. that. She looks You so know, they serious. don't like seeing black women happy. That made my that just made my heart happy. It did. And with Carrie Washington showing up was really yes. canvassing was great. And so Wait, um, wearing Af- wearing a pin that Afrosabi designed. Nice. <gasps> I yep. miss that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I miss so that. So she That's is cool. our badass of the week. And besides that, she slayed it on the stage and called Brian Kemp's slow ass out because he sounded like he was reading from talking points like he rehearsed it in the mirror this is what i think you know <laughs> stacy abrams that's how he talked you know how them redneck because my mom says white people from the south when they were like redneck like they're really stupid and so like my, listen my mom is from down south so she know and, and so like i was like hey you know with stacy abrams and stacy abrams so educated said brian kemp you know he said in his record, he said his record, and he, you know what he did? He purged a lot of photos off. So, you know, like Stacey Abrams was like, almost like an auntie mom energy, even though she don't got no babies, but she's she's somebody aunt, because she got mm-hmm. siblings. Mm-hmm. So, and she got nieces and nephews. So she was the badass of the week. Um, so, um, Dan Rich, who's your badass nominee? My badass nominee is an unnamed mother um, I don't know if you guys saw this story or heard about it. Um, trigger warning. Um, there was this couple that was abusing their teenage t- twins. Long story short, they would lock them in the laundry room. They did not allow them to bathe, even eat food. The only time they bathed was with dirty mop water. They had them restrained in handcuffs and other ties. They would urinate and defecate on themselves. One night, they broke out of their chains and went walking around the neighborhood looking for help. This was early in the morning. They were walking around for hours. The temperature dropped to about 50 degrees. They really didn't have on much clothing. They're going from door to door looking for help. Some people, they had their ring alarms. You know, they would talk to them, you know, via the ring alarm, but nobody was really opening their door. That is until around like five something in the morning. They roll up to this woman's house. She has a young girl. She has a young daughter with her and she's a mother and she sees that they need help, that, you know, that they're not really a threat to her. And she opens their door 
and just starts a cycle of their healing process, getting help, holding their parents accountable. So that is the badass of the week. I don't know her name, but ma'am, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for helping those babies because you saw them, you saw that they needed help and you really saved their lives. So thank you. I don't know why people feel like it's okay to put their fucking hands on somebody's kids. Right. Even their own. Right. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, who does that? And apparently, well, and apparently they had lost custody of their kids before in a different state, but they were given back. I'm like, how? We need to, that's why I'm like, there has to be like some sort of universal system like I forget like I mean I I get that you know each state has their own laws and you know local municipalities have their own laws but there has to be a universal system like how is it that you can get your kids taken away from you in New Jersey but then if you move to like Delaware or something you can get them back because you know they're not sharing the records Mm -hmm. so there has to be like some sort of universal database that you can like right so like that this ACS would not happen. And, and right. other, you know, child protective services, um, what is it? I mean, agencies. No, it's true. Yep. Thank you for sharing, Derish. Ooh, that one made me all teary-eyed. Mm. <laughs> well, you, you know, you, you've been through a lot, Sarah. And speaking, Sarah, who's your badass of the week? I know I had Stacey Abel. Somebody had another person who did good this week in debates. Uh, Ms. Val Demings is my nominee for bad, for Badass mm-hmm. of the Week. So Sorry, true. Dan Ridge, that's why you couldn't have her because I already nominated her. <laughs> no, we literally took your nominees. I'm so sorry because like, we watched the best. That's why I had to dig deep. That's why I had to dig deep. I was like, okay. Because I saw, already Demings, saw that y'all had Katanji, so I was like, okay, I let mean, me dig deep. Yeah, but uh, Val Demings, man, she she is a goddess. Oh yes. my God, she really is. Like she, the way she went after Marco Rubio on mm-hmm. that de- on that debate stage, co- stage calling him out, mm-hmm. you know, and just calling him for what he is, calling him a coward, she basically. Is. And then after the debates, after the thing with Herschel Walker, this Yo. just this just tops the cake, man. She pulls out her badge and says, "This one's real." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when I saw that, I was like, yo, see, she is petty. She okay? is. Valdez Vanita oh. Butler is petty. Okay. That's her full name. Oh, Valdez Vanita Butler Demings is petty. Okay. And I was here for it. Oh, so there for it. Oh my God. It was just, it was <laughs> awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> she's she's, she's awesome. Okay. Literally, she took, she ripped dudes. If she was ripping sweating bullets, testicles, she can't pull off some fucking nasty. Them she, big ass she, you, and you saw the look on her face too when yes. you, she pulls out that auntie face. Yes. Pulled, and then and Marco was, Rubio's just sitting there looking like a deer in headlights. <laughs> he and wanted no smoke. Somebody's grandma, because you know she's yeah she's the grandma. Believe it or not, she is sixty-five. You will never Stop. know that she was. She's sixty. She's in her sixties. Yeah. You're lying. She's you're you're lying. Like, a, like, like our her AG, skin is gold. Our age is in her 60s. So mm-hmm. damn. This is why we wash and moisturize. Yes. And vote. Yes. Yes. You should put that in a post. We wash yes. we moisturize and we vote. And we do yes. our hair. Because Lord knows. 
don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All the way I came after you, I was like, y'all don't even wash your face like that. And some of y'all follow, don't even wash your Nope. Nope. You just saw Sarah Sarah look like she was in an ad commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Who are our badasses? List of our nominees for badass. So we have Stacey Abrams. We have an unnamed mom who was a hero. Was it unnamed mom? Yes. She didn't she didn't want to be named. She a hero. And then we have Miss. Val Demons, well, Chief Demons, because that's what she posted in her email, Chief Demons. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Because Receipt, she is a she police put in the work. chief. A real exactly. one. Personal a real one. a real police chief. Okay. And if we all claim to support law enforcement, then vote for Val Demings. Okay. Hmm. Talk hey. about it. So those were our nominees, and this concludes this episode of unapologetically she we will be joining you shortly patrons for our post-production unapologetically saucy so if you're a patron tune in after this if you're not a patron become one at our patreon and find us on all social media at the little at sign the t-h-e-e joyful she and we will see y'all next time thank you for joining us for another episode of unapologetically she i'm sarah I'm Shantae. I'm Eliane. You can find us on all social media platforms at the T-H-E-E Joyful She. And it's because of listeners like you that we are able to share our thoughts on current events. Please support us on Patreon at the Joyful She. We'll see you online.